You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, episode number six. Hi guys, thank you for joining me today. Today is a very special episode because it is with my friend Andrea. I met Andrea in the online space probably a year-ish ago, I'm not exactly sure, but we became friends because she kind of does a similar thing on Instagram that I do, except I do pregnancy and birth-related stuff and she teaches about sleep-related stuff. So newborn sleep, toddler sleep, anything to do with sleep. She is a certified sleep consultant, and that is her passion in teaching parents how to get their lives back and how to get their babies to sleep. She is a total wealth of knowledge and information when it comes to that area. And I've even picked her brain from time to time about Walter and how to get him to nap better and all of that good stuff. I was totally unprepared with Walter when it came to, you know, newborn sleep. And I totally wish I was more prepared and I had some insight of what the heck I was getting myself into. I really just wish someone had told me exactly what newborn sleep looks like and why babies do what they do and what I can do about it. I feel like I would have had so much less anxiety. I probably would have slept a heck of a lot better, even though it was really only three hours at a time some nights or one hour at a time some nights. And I would have felt so much more in control of my situation because I would have known what I'm kind of getting myself into. I think that is something that a lot of parents struggle with, most parents struggle with, is a loss of control. You know, suddenly everything revolves around this little baby or babies, if you have more than one baby, and your whole routine just completely gets rocked. Let's jump right into today's episode. I talked to Andrea about some of your most popular sleep questions, but let's get started. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi. Thank you. I like being here. (laughs) Yeah. Can you start by telling listeners just a little bit about yourself and your family, where you're from, what you do, all that good stuff? Yeah, of course. I am a mom of two. I've been married for three years and we've got two little guys. When we found out we were having the second boy, I was a little bummed because I really wanted a girl. But now I just, I love having two boys. And I know you have one boy who's just like one month behind mine. Yeah. And it is fun having a two-year-old. I mean, I roll my eyes so many times a day, (laughs) but it just keeps me on my toes. But yeah, I'm actually originally from Mexico, but I moved down around a lot. I lived six years in Brazil and I I did high school in Spain and then now I'm in Texas. And I always wanted to be a teacher. And so right after I graduated, I went to my interview and that's where I met my husband. And so we taught together for a few years, but then we got married and got pregnant. And so now I'm at home and then the rest is 
who I am now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know you're saying about your two-year-old, like I was just talking to somebody about that at work the other day, like how different it is. And like, I only have one now, but how different it is taking care of a newborn versus taking care of a two-year-old or a three-year-old and oh how, gosh, it's just yes. as, how it's just as like <laughs> mentally draining, but in so many different ways, like you're not doing the diapering and the feeding around the clock and, and all of that, but it's like, I have to talk to him about what we're going to have for lunch. And he's like, no, I you know, it's like the, you know, the, <laughs> yes. sometimes the fights that you get into, it's like, oh God, I wish I could just like put you in the bathtub like I could when you were a baby <laughs> or like decide right? what you're going to wear or like decide what you're going to, it's, and I'm sure that as he gets older and as our kids get older, like that's just how it's going to be, you know, as they kind of get into different stages of life, it's going to be harder in some ways and easier in other ways. I know. I ha we had a discussion <laughs> over how you make avocados and I told him you pick them and he said, you'll make them in the oven. So, I mean, and I could have given up, but I didn't want to. <laughs> so it's just back and forth all day. I mean, it's having like a tiny best friend who's a little more stubborn than you are. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And they just don't have the mental capacity that you do. Like they don't understand <laughs> some concepts and you're like, no, buddy, that's not exactly how it works. So yeah, no, I, yeah. I totally, totally get it. Cool. Well, let's talk about today, guys, we're going to be talking about some of like the most common sleep related questions because Andrea here is a sleep, a certified sleep consultant. You can, I want you to talk to our listeners about what you do at home with your boys and what you do to kind of help people with that. Yeah. So I'll tell you how I became one because that's part of it too. Yeah. Um, actually, I was listening to your podcast a bit ago and you were talking about how, you know, the reason you do everything is because Walter was born. And For sure. So, and I really like that because I feel like that as well about my first boy. He was not sleeping and I am, I'm not type A, but I like having a schedule and I yeah. didn't have a schedule and I didn't, mm -hmm. I could, I was afraid of going to bed at night because I knew I was not going to sleep all night. And so eventually I was just like, okay, I'm going to do the most drastic thing I can do. I'm going to learn everything I can about sleep because I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> so I got certified. I read probably 50 different books or videos and podcasts about sleep. And then I finally was able to figure it out. And that's around the time as well where I was like, well, I don't think I personally can be a teacher and a mom because I will just run myself burned out so fast. I'm going to be at home with my kid. Mm -hmm. But then of course, I just, my personality doesn't let me just be a mom. I need to be doing a million things as well. And uh, whatever, that's part of <laughs> who I am. And yeah. so I was like, well, now I'm certified. I can start helping other moms and I can focus on that. And at first it was more of just like, well, you know, it's fun. It's something to do. But then I started seeing how many moms were in that same boat that I was, you know, just so tired, not yes. sleeping and feeling like they didn't have and desperate. I feel like it's like such yeah, a desperation. It's, it's so isolating and you read a book and it tells you something and you read a different book and it tells you something else. And then yeah. you go to a website and it's like, well, your baby should be sleeping two hours. And you're like, well, my baby's sleeping 31 minutes exactly. And I'm losing it. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, well, you know what? I could help those people. And so I started like reading business books to actually grow my business. And I mm -hmm. took like a class to grow my Instagram and, you know, reaching out to people like you to like, so mm -hmm. I can reach more moms and tell them like, hey, there is nothing wrong with you. The yeah. fact that your baby does not sleep does not mean you are a failure or you're not a good mom or that your baby is broken. It just means we haven't found the right formula for your kid. And the formula for your kid to sleep is going to be completely different from your old next kid <laughs> or yes. from your niece or nephew or from Susan down the block who had right. five kids who all slept through the night. And so that's what I do personally. I have my own Instagram. 
And so there I go in my story, I kind of ramble a lot about my own life, but also <laughs> answer questions, make funny memes about sleep because that's just what I really like to do, make people laugh. Um, but I then love my them, business. by the way, guys. I love that. I love her, some of her memes that she does. <laughs> Thanks. I send them to like all my friends and make sure they're funny. And then they're like, yes, 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 put them on. <laughs> but my business business, part of that is just, you know, having a one-on-one client and make mm-hmm. a specific plan for them and then coach them through it throughout yeah. the week. So yeah, guys, so we are going to, let's jump right into some of these questions and start talking about sleep because I know every single person that is probably listening to this is probably struggling with some or all of these something, questions, yeah. something to do with sleep. Yeah. Like why would you listen to a podcast about sleep if you weren't <laughs> struggling with it? <laughs> so I've taken some of these questions from just my Q and A boxes that I get. Sometimes you guys ask me stuff about sleep and I'm definitely no expert. I mean, I tried to get my my child to sleep, but it, you know, I'm definitely no ex- expert. So I took some of these questions from my Q and A boxes that I couldn't answer, and then you know, some were from Andrea, some were just from comments that you guys leave. So, yeah, let's jump right into it. So the first one is, when should I start thinking about prepping for a newborn in regards to sleep, and what sort of things should I do to prepare? Like read books, take classes, talk to other parents, that sort of stuff. So what's your best recommendation? My best recommendation is around, you know, when you're around eight months or if you're going to be induced earlier, about a month before you're having a baby, if you can plan that ahead, start looking into what sleep is like. I would definitely recommend the new course that we're putting out because Mm -hmm. it talks about newborn sleep, but it also talks about the emotional side of it, which I feel Mm -hmm. like most people don't hit on Yes, and how it affects you as a mom to not be sleeping, how it affects you to think you can't do anything about it. And so start reading things like that, taking that class. I love Dr. Karp's uh, Happiest Baby on the Block. Mm -hmm. That's a great book for newborns and start talking to other moms about their specific experiences with sleep and what they did. And you'll probably find that a lot of moms that don't have newborns actually don't remember what they did because it's such a it's such a crazy time in your life but it's fun to like figure out what different people's like issues were and what different things worked for them but then always take that with knowing that every baby is different so be like all right well my friend said she swaddled them with this swaddle and that helped them but this Mm -hmm. baby says she swaddled them with this so maybe I can borrow both of them and see which one that I like Mm, and just keep doing that And then something I found really fun was to talk to your mom and your grandma, if you have this available, to talk about what they did for sleep and what their thoughts are for sleep. And having that conversation is going to be really important because once you figure out what you want to do for sleep, you'll be able to say like, well, I know that you, for example, let us cry it out. That's not what we want to do right now. And this is what I would like you to do with my baby. And just having that conversation pre-postpartum emotions and pre moment where you will feel judged for what you're doing and just opening the table to see like we have these differences or hey we both agree on that mm-hmm. so those are more my recommendations I didn't read anything on sleep until after I was suffering and it was so much neither harder did to focus I. neither did I that time. yeah I think every um, I think that's just kind of the you know you do so much so much preparation for pregnancy and mm-hmm. delivery and yes. you know you guys know that I love to preach to you about like prepping for delivery but <laughs> it's just as important if not more important to prep for what's to come afterwards because yeah. you know, that is so much more of a longer period in your life is like getting your baby to sleep or like breast you know I talk about my breastfeeding class that uh-huh. I promote it's like yeah like yeah. the childbirth prep is is great and like so so important but you know we got to remember the aftermath as well So no, those are great. Those are great tips. All right. So the next question is what are some common sleep cues a newborn will give me to let them know 
they are sleepy. So I think a lot of people don't even realize that newborns give, like there are these cues that they give you. It's not like they just start crying. (laughs) There's actually cues that come before that point. So yeah, what are some of those most common cues? Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you touched upon the crying part because a lot of people think, okay, when they're crying, that means they're tired. When they're crying, that probably means that they're overtired so that you missed a little cues that they were giving you. A lot of newborns, their eyes red under their eyes, they'll start turning red. Mm -hmm. They have like a more glazed look if they have their eyes open. (laughs) Their eyebrows will start turning red. Their limb movement will become a little slower. And so part of that is just kind of watching your baby every 45 to 60 minutes to see where they're at. That's usually Mm -hmm. the amount of time they can stay awake for the first month or so. Mm -hmm. And just seeing and just getting to know your baby. That's the most important thing I think about baby sleep is to get to know who your baby is and Mm -hmm. what their needs are, what their cues are. But yeah, it just takes practice too. So if you can't catch those sleep cues the first few weeks, like that's okay, you have the rest of their life. But look mm-hmm. for those things, red under the eyes, red eyebrows, glazed eyes, slower limbs, a whiny little cry. By the time they're like yawning and rubbing their eyes and crying and screaming, that means you missed the cues, Time which to is okay. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get them down. But it's going to be harder for them to yeah. sleep. That's why a lot of moms say, well, my baby just will not take a nap. Mm-hmm. usually it's, well, maybe you're missing the point where he says, hey, mom, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Let's start doing the nap routine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people do miss that because I'm trying to think back when, when Walter was little. And I remember reading about this stuff. I probably really got interested in like sleep more when he was a few months old. And I remember reading about this, that there were these little cues. And once I start to look for the little cues, it's like, oh my gosh, we are way too late. Like we need to start way earlier <laughs> yeah. than this because I'm like realizing that he's actually looking tired like way earlier than I thought. And I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's so, so common. And that's such a big issue of why some people say that their babies can't sleep. So I think that one simple tip will help a lot of moms. <laughs> yeah, it usually does. Yeah. We just lost a bunch of clients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) All right. So the next question is, this goes back to kind of what you kind of do, but the question is, why do you do what you do? Why are you a sleep consultant? (laughs) So yeah, so it goes back to, you know, because I was there and I want to get people out of there. Yeah. For more than that, really, I mean, it's kind of a selfish thing. I really like to get to know more moms. Yeah, yeah. I really like talking to moms and I love having them. It's kind of like being back in the classroom. I was a kindergarten teacher and then a secondary teacher for a while. And, you know, when you teach, you see, like, the kids light up when they understand mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the same thing, talking to a mom, and they're like, oh, like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. maybe my kid needs this and this, and it wasn't that. And I love empowering moms to know that they can do it. Yeah. So I guess it's a little selfish because I get a lot of joy from that. <laughs> but no, it's also, I, I, love, I get it. Yeah, and I love getting those emails being like, oh, my gosh, Andrea, I thought, you know, he was never going to sleep, but we just did everything you said, and we just slept all night, and I thought we would never get there. And it just kind of, I mean, it gives me kind of a powerful feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to know, and, you know, people will say, like, you saved our relationship for now, we are mm-hmm. having time for each other, and just being able to give people that gift feels Yes. Just so, so rewarding. I'm sure you know because you help so many moms it's, out. Yeah, it's the same. I, the whole time you're talking, like if you had just replaced the word sleep with like 
childbirth. <laughs> it's like the same exact feeling that I get. Yeah. I get these messages or I'll get these email from emails mm-hmm. from people saying like, I had such an amazing, I have like a few in my inbox right now of people saying the same thing. Like I had such an amazing birth, like because oh, I took your yeah. class and like, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much you've helped me, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh my gosh, like that's such a good feeling. So I totally get it. it. And it's like, I love that you brought up that it's such a gift, not only for mom's mental health and getting the baby to sleep, but it's also like the last thing that you're thinking about is like spending time with your partner, like when you're mm-hmm. dealing with a newborn and like yeah. getting and your baby to hard. sleep. It, get, it gets so hard and you're getting your baby to sleep and really having that extra time is so important for your mental health, your partner's mental health. So yeah, I love that you said that. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Cool. All right. So this next question is about naps and this one is my baby seems to only want to sleep for 30 to 45 minute naps at a time. Why do some babies sleep for two to three hours? Why won't my baby sleep longer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a two-part question. One is because some babies are just better sleepers. There are honestly some babies that like to sleep and need a lot of sleep. And there are some babies that need less sleep and don't like to sleep and will not fight it, but just will go down as easily. I have two boys who don't need as much sleep my niece will take three hour naps, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you, you know that we didn't do anything different <laughs> because right. I told my sister everything to do. Right. So just some babies want to sleep less when they're newborns as well. Their sleep can be so erratic that, you know, they could just take a 20 minute nap or a three hour nap. And it just, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to that. Some people mm-hmm. decide to keep their babies on a schedule. I don't like that. I like to feed on demand. I like to have kind of baby-led sleep. (laughs) And so that is okay. If your baby is not taking long naps, you're not doing anything wrong. Now, something you can do to try to lengthen those is to look for those sleep cues, make sure the environment is perfect, Mm -hmm. things that you can do to make sure that you're giving baby the best possible environment for their Mm -hmm. sleep. But then if you're doing everything that you can and your baby's still taking like just 35-minute naps, I mean, just kind of enjoy it. You can take them out. <laughs> you can go to like mm-hmm. someone's soccer game or you can go on a walk and baby wear them while they take that short nap. After around five months, that's when you can start being like, all right, why are they not taking longer naps? Is it because mm-hmm. I'm missing their sleep cues? If it's because they're not tired enough when they're going to sleep or overtired? And that's when you can start looking more into what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, if your baby wakes up screaming from a nap and it's really short, that means they probably needed more nap time. And so maybe shift around the schedule and shift around feeds and see if there is actually something wrong. But in general, if your baby wakes up happy or a little tired, that's fine. Yeah. And I, babies that will sleep longer than others. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I'm even thinking about my two-year-old still will sometimes do that. He'll wake up not in the middle of the night, but like during the day in his naps, he'll wake up after like 45 minutes or an hour and be like, Mm -hmm. "Ah!" you know, like screaming, (laughs) but then he'll go back to sleep. Like he'll, yep. it'll be like five minutes of like, Wah! oh, okay. I got to go back to sleep or I'll go up there and be <laughs> yep. like, it's okay, buddy, you know, go back to sleep and then I'll go back to sleep. And you know, it's yeah. just like he, he woke up in that sleep cycle, like at the yeah. end of that sleep cycle. And then sometimes he'll wake up after an hour and a half. And sometimes he takes a two and a half hour nap. Sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's just an hour and a half and he wakes up happy. And then I know it's like, okay, this is the end of the nap. But if usually if he wakes up, and he's 
not happy, it's like, okay, you need more sleep. <laughs> you, <laughs> you need to go back to bed. sleep. Yeah, you need to stay in <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, and sometimes sure. he doesn't, but most of the time he does. But yeah. yeah, it's the same thing with newborns. And I remember when he was little, he would do that too. And he would just, you know, if he would wake up happy, I would know that, okay, like he's probably not going to go back to sleep. Like this is the yeah. end of that. <laughs> Yeah. And some newborns can transfer on their own there. Like if they wake up and they need more and they won't, but if they don't and you know they need more sleep, then you can just nurse them back down. If you're nursing, give a bottle back down. If you're having a bottle uh, or baby wear, rock them, whatever, if you Mm -hmm. need them, if they need that longer now. So Mm -hmm. that's good. And yeah, like just toddlers are such a basic example of how babies need different kinds of sleep. Right. (laughs) Because some toddlers will take a nap until they're like five years old. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, my baby, my toddler will only take a nap every three days. So yeah, it's so random. Different I know. sleep needs. <laughs> so random. I, get, I totally agree. All right. <laughs> so this next question is about cry it out. <laughs> Everybody mm. has so many high opinions on cry it out. So this yeah. person says, cry it out makes me so nervous and I can't even think about quote unquote sleep training my baby, but I really want to sleep. Why, or Sorry. What do I do? Not why. Why do I do? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so cry it out is for some people that need it. I am not against it. Yeah. But I'm also not like an advocate for it. Yeah. And so if you did cry it out and you're listening to this, please don't feel guilty. You did the best thing for your baby that you needed to do. Yeah. Now, I personally don't teach cry it out because I think there are other ways to do it. And so that's why I'm a sleep consultant <laughs> to find mm-hmm. those other ways. Mm-hmm. And so I want to get rid of that stigma that says that sleep training means leaving your baby to cry it out until they cry themselves to sleep. That is mm-hmm. not what sleep training means. To me, at least, maybe to someone it does. Mm-hmm. So what sleep training to me means, let's figure out baby's best schedules. Let's figure out all his best sleep cues. Let's make sure nutrition is on point. Let's make sure he is comfortable and he feels loved. And let's make sure mm-hmm. he has good routines. And I actually have a little ebook on my website for routines because that usually makes the biggest difference, having something to hold on mm-hmm. to before going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then getting rid of any associations that they can't have throughout the night. And that's what sleep training really is, treating the baby like a human being and seeing what do they need to sleep and then giving them that. That's what sleep training needs to me. It's not just doing cry it out. Yeah, totally so agree. You, yeah. So if you're nervous about cry it out, there is no book it's okay. for anybody. Yeah, you don't, you don't have, have to, do, to do it. You don't have to do it. Exactly. That's, so that's, sleep. that's the answer to the question. Cool. All right. So this next one is, my family seems to think I stress out too much about baby sleep, but I can't stop. What should I do? <laughs> Love this one. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is part mostly my community on Instagram. We are yeah. a bunch of stressed out, anxious moms yeah. <laughs> looking for other stressed out, anxious moms to let us know we're not going crazy. Yes. <laughs> and, so, and so here's my answer. You're not crazy. And your family might be right. Your family might think you're thinking too much about sleep yeah. because that's what anxiety does to you. It makes mm-hmm. you f- hyper-focus on something that other people aren't hyper-focused on. So part of that isolates you a little bit and part of that also makes you annoyed. Like, why aren't you freaking out about the fact that my kid has to go to sleep in 10 minutes? Right. So my tips for that is to talk and talk and talk about that and tell your family, look, I know this isn't normal. I know this is anxiety but I have it. And I am very stressed out about my baby's sleep because I'm worried about their health. I'm worried about my sleep. If I don't get mm-hmm. sleep, I can't think normally. And so just having that conversation and definitely have that conversation with your care provider, your doctor, your therapist, and see what you can do to be less anxious about it. Mm-hmm. And then if it's coming to a point where it's ruling your life, I mean, I was at a point where it was just crippling me. I couldn't think about anything but baby sleep then find something that will get you more sleep, whether that's hiring a sleep consultant or talking to someone that's been through it or taking a newborn course. 
or reaching out to someone that can help you. I know a lot of moms don't like to reach out for help because they feel like they have to be able to figure this out on their own. Right. That is completely wrong. I mean, in the history of mankind, we have never been left to our own devices <laughs> as much as we are now. Yeah, I, I totally so, agree. And I think it's also for moms, when you reach out for help, it sometimes makes people think that there's something wrong with them. You know, like that's the whole stigma, I think, behind going to therapy and why more people don't go to therapy. It's like, well, only crazy people go to therapy. Only, you know, it's like, no, that's not true. Like, it's okay. Like, if you need help, like, it's okay to get help. Yeah, my sister, she has the best quote about therapy. She's like, well, therapy is just like vitamins. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's nothing wrong. Everybody needs some help. Yeah, (laughs) self-care. I mean, self-care can be like going to get a manicure if you like that, but it can also just be going to talk to someone about your issues that can help you. Yes, absolutely. I preach that all the time because like, I see a therapist just for maintenance and sometimes I'll up my visits a little bit when I'm like really, really stressed out and I got a lot crisis kind of thing going on in life. But yeah, yeah, like I see it as maintenance, as self-care. If you can afford it, obviously. I mean, sometimes people can't afford to go to therapy and I get that issue of it. But if you can afford it and you have it available to you, I mean, there's like those online therapy services that you can do now. Yeah, Um, for sure. But yeah, no, totally an advocate. I I love that your sister said it is like vitamins because that's exactly how I think of it (laughs) too. It's just like maintenance, self-care kind of thing. You take your vitamin, you go to your therapist. (laughs) Go get my nails done, go to my therapist (laughs) kind of thing. So cool. All right. So this next one is when do babies start to sleep longer than two to three hours at a time? Mine is still waking up consistently through the night to breastfeed and my baby, and this person said my baby's seven weeks old. So this question is not going to make anybody feel better about themselves. <laughs> it is okay. going to depend entirely on your baby and yeah. their needs and your doctor and what they say. So that's something I advocate a lot too. I don't stretch out feeds until either doctor says, hey, you need to stretch out feeds. Yeah. And then also I personally don't like to stretch out my baby's feeds until they kind of give me signs that they're done. Yeah. But it's really going to depend on your baby when they wake up and I talk more about this in my course as well, give them a chance to let you know if they're really hungry or if Mm kind of like what you said that Walter does, like if they're just transitioning through cycle, if they're just kind of crying out and they're going to go right back to sleep. Because sometimes as moms, we want to like go to them as fast as we can and feed them and maybe they were just going to go right back to sleep. Um, So figuring out those cues, figuring out what they really need is going to make a big difference because sometimes we feed them when they don't actually need feeding. And there's some moms that, you know, they want to comfort nurse all night long and that is completely fine, completely up to them. But if you're at the point where you're asking like, when am I going to get more sleep? Then you want to, you know, go away from comfort nursing at night. Mm if that's not what baby absolutely needs. So to answer your question, there is no specific answer. <laughs> yeah. But around three or four months, you can see them stretching out the feeds on their own if you're tending to all their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that developmentally, they go through a leap there too. So it's like things kind of change in their brain. And yeah, you're right. Usually most babies by about that age, they do kind of space things out. Sometimes it's before that. You know, mm-hmm. I think Walter was when he slept for like six hours at a time, he was, he was probably about that age, seven weeks, seven or eight weeks, something Mm -hmm. like that. And, and I just, you you know, you just kind of slowly see it happen. Like I remember the first night, you know, he slept more than that four hour stretch or, you know, four and a half hour stretch. And I woke up and I was like, Oh, 
it's been six hours, like great. And then you, you know, and then the next night it was still, you know, four hours and then four hours again, it's, you know, they kind of go back and forth. And then eventually it was like, okay, we're getting at least a solid six hours stretch. And then it was like, okay, now it's like seven or eight hours and, you know, he's getting older. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's unfortunately no like one size fits all, like all babies are kind of different, but yeah, it will get easier and they will eventually (laughs) sleep through the night. Like it might be a while, but they do. I mean, babies don't get up to nurse and to just be up awake in the middle of the night every two hours for years and years and years. Eventually it does get better. So I think that's something that's so like far away too when you're in it you think like oh yeah this is gonna be the forever and like what did I do (laughs) yeah yeah that's what's been easier about having a second kid I've been like well we went through this and it does get better yeah but when you're the first time mom you're like this is the rest of my life yeah I am going to be waking up every two hours until I die yes yes (laughs) so it does get better eventually it will especially if you're you know honing into your baby's needs Mm-hmm. which takes time and help. Yes. So there's absolutely. nothing wrong with you if you're not being able to do that yet. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So this next question is, my baby sleeps great at night, six hour stretches. Yay. But during yay. the day, his naps are awful. When will the daytime sleep get better? And ding, ding, ding. This was exactly me. Like I could have written this question <laughs> because this was Walter when he was like a tiny baby is he would get that nighttime sleep, but then the naps I had to hold him or I had to, you know, it's like you, I just, he napped terrible <laughs> and now he's fine. But you know, like when he was little, I seriously could have written this question. <laughs> yeah. And that was the case for us for a while too, yeah. our second one. And the thing is babies have a specific sleep need. And so some babies need, you know, 17 hours, some babies need 14 mm-hmm. hours. And so they're taking most of that sleep need during the night, you know, they're doing like an 11 hour stretch or whatever. They're yeah. not going to need that much, much sleep during the day. And then their wake time is so short that their naps are going to have to be short to fill those gaps in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of confusing to think about. But so if they're having really good night sleep and they're not big sleep need babies, then they're not going to have both for a while. Now, you mm-hmm. can definitely work on lengthening those naps, especially if they wake up angry. Yeah. But I, if you're by why you say that they're doing awful naps means that they're having only 45 minute naps and they're happy, then they're not actually having awful naps. They're just yeah. not having super long oh, naps. Good point. Now, yeah. if they're having, you know, 10 minute naps and screaming, well, that might mean that they're having interrupted naps. Maybe they're falling asleep at the breast for five minutes and then you try to get them down and, you know, their whole sleep is off. Mm-hmm. So then you can do things to fix them. And that's when it's important to know like, okay, what does newborn sleep look like? and How do we get there? But sometimes when you feel like it's awful, well, you're actually not doing so bad. Yeah. Great points. Because I'm even thinking back to when he was little and that is probably what was going on is he was just getting kind of more of his sleep at night, which I always said, I was like, I'll take the nighttime yeah. <laughs> over the, the oh, good daytime yeah. sleep, you know? But no, you're right. Cause I would have these, my, you know, friends or coworkers and they talk about their babies like napping forever. And I'm like, but then I wasn't talking to them about nighttime because like he was fine <laughs> at nighttime. And I'm like trying yeah. to compare him to these like two or three hour nappers. Daytime, yeah, nappers. And it's like, well, what's wrong with him? It's like, no, nothing. He just got all of his sleep at night, which, hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. I so. always get the question, is it wrong that, or is it wrong that, or yeah. like, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. There is, is it working? Is baby happy? Is baby healthy? Yeah. And you, you got it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, this is the last 
of the questions. This one is, how do you know when your baby is ready to start giving up naps? And how do you even start doing that? So just in general, babies want to keep taking naps at least a two and a half. And around two years old, there is a regression. And so a lot of two-year-olds will start fighting their nap, even though they still need it. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep encouraging that nap because most of them really do still need it. Yeah. You know, I do have a friend whose baby still, well, I guess not baby, but their five and a half year old was still taking naps because she always pushed for it. He was still taking it and he was going to be a crabby mess. Mm-hmm. And so the way that, you know, they absolutely want to drop it is if it's been two weeks and you, you know, encourage to sleep with good environment and, you know, positive reinforcement and positive associations and kid will still not nap, then you know that they don't absolutely need it. Now, at that point, I still recommend that you keep enforcing at least a quiet time because babies, just like humans, we need that rest. And it's interesting if we talk about circadian rhythms, but maybe that could be a different podcast (laughs) because I'm not a scientific person. Um, We need that downtime, that siesta that the Mm -hmm. Spaniards take, that Mm -hmm. around 2 p.m. our body needs to rest a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so if we're able to give that rest to the kids, they will be so much happier, even if they don't fully fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I point. actually have a blog post on that quiet and getting to that quiet time, but it's basically like teaching kids that they need to be in the dark, quiet, doing something like reading a book on their own, you know, flipping pages <laughs> or mm-hmm. listening to an audiobook or listening to music just so that their body kind of gets some downtime and then they can come back. And that quiet time is also really important for mom's yeah. sanity and mom's yes. break. Absolutely. I remember one time I talked in my story about how like my kid was saying, get me out, get me out. And I was like, it's quiet time. And then after 10 minutes, he fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I had someone being like, well, why are you putting him there? Is it for him? Or is it because you want to get the dishes done? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was like, well, maybe I needed to get the dishes done so yeah. I could be a happy and, mom. Ain't and nothing so, wrong with that. <laughs> you know, like this will... If you are a happy mom, that's going to help me be a better mom and that's going to help my kid be happier. Absolutely. So you need to be aware of what you need. Absolutely. So to answer another super long answer for a short question, around two years old, they'll give you some hints, keep pushing it, around two and a half, maybe they absolutely need to drop it, but still enforce quiet time for as long as you can. You know, maybe even put your 17 year old for quiet time (laughs) because they probably need it. I mean, that's so interesting too. And I think, it is it just in Spain or is that like a Hispanic thing that they do? Um, siestas? Like the siestas, should, yeah. You know, I should probably know that since I'm Hispanic. <laughs> because you're <laughs> in Latin America. But my knowledge of things, I know it's, yeah, I was going to say, I know it's definitely Spain because I've been to Spain and my mom studied in Spain for a couple of years and she's actually fluent in Spanish and I'm not. Oh, cool. I wish, yeah, I wish she had taught me that when I was oh, little so I could. That guilt. I don't talk yeah. to my kid enough in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But yeah, but she would always talk about that, you know, how they would take the siestas at, at 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. or whatever. So I wonder if that's just something that makes sense. Like it's babies take naps around that time. So you just never give it up. <laughs> Everybody yeah. takes naps at that time. <laughs> that makes so yeah, much you sense. Keep enforcing it. Yeah. And also, I'm thinking about if I'm at work or, you know, just during the day you eat lunch at, you know, noon or 1230. And then you do kind of have that time of the day where you're, yeah, you're like, Oh, okay. I need a a cup of coffee to kind of keep myself awake or I need. Yeah. Isn't that awful? We just like keep going instead of We just fight it. We just fight it. (laughs) Need that espresso shot. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That is so interesting that, that you brought that up. Cool. 
Awesome. Well, cool guys. Well, that was all of the questions that we have. Andrea, do you want to just quickly remind listeners where they can kind of find you? Because I know you are on the social space as I am, um, because we talked a little bit about it in the beginning. So do you want to just remind listeners where they can find you? Yeah. So if you want to go to my Instagram, which is where I kind of live, my poor (laughs) family is always like, get off your phone. It's baby sleep answers. Mm I always forget. I think it's baby sleep dot answers. I, I always forget to. I always say, is it mommy labor dot nurse? I always forget. Labor. <laughs> it's baby. Yeah, I always forget, but I just looked at it. It's baby sleep dot answers. It's funny that okay. we don't know our own handles, but I, I did the same thing. Because so. <laughs> it could work baby sleep answers or baby sleep yeah. answers dot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby sleep dot answers. Yeah. I think if you just look up baby they'll come up but yeah you can check me out there I think it's a really cool space it's all organic I haven't bought a single follower so it's all moms that are going through the same thing and it's really cool because sometimes I'll just even ask questions like hey what do you guys do in this scenario and I'll have like 100 moms sharing their experiences and Mm -hmm. like helping each other out I think it's just beautiful I have teared up more than once reading the comments on these posts even if it's like a really funny meme people will like open up and say like you know I thought I was alone. And yeah. now I found you guys and thank you so much for sharing. And you can check out my story. I do Q and A's every Wednesday. I get over a thousand questions, so I cannot possibly get to every question, yeah. Yeah. but I feel like most Same. questions that I answer <laughs> will help you out somehow. Yeah. So check me out on Wednesdays, even if you don't follow me, I guess. Awesome. Um, and if you want to listen to me rambling on about my life, then just check out my story every day as well. I also <laughs> have a website, tiniestreamers.com. Mm-hmm. When I made my business name, I didn't realize how hard it would be say, to say tiniest streamers and be understood. <laughs> but you can just click on the link on my Instagram and that's easier. <laughs> yeah, cool. I, same thing. I mean, I had a, my old blog was laborteen.com. Like it was labor as in like labor and delivery and teen like as my last name. And I was like, oh, that's great. It, you know, people get that, you know, it's associated with me and it's like labor and delivery. It's like, no, people don't understand what that means. <laughs> you just, you don't realize like, like when you know, pregnant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I've had totally had those exact comments from people like, is this about teen pregnancy? No, <laughs> it's just my last name. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Well, we I will definitely link that in the show notes page for people to check you out if they want to follow you and go to your website and stuff. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for joining me. I had so much fun and I think we helped a lot of people out with this podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I I mean, you know, I always love talking with you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a good Instagram turn real for a chip. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Are you looking for birth education? Did you know that I have two fabulous birth courses that are super affordable? Well, I do. Head over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast to take a short quiz to see which birth class is for you. When you purchase either birth course, you'll have full access to it forever. And that means it will never expire and you can access it throughout any stage of your pregnancy or for any subsequent pregnancies that you have. You'll also gain free access to my Facebook group, linked to the class where you can ask questions about your pregnancy, share your birth story after you give birth, read other people's birth stories, and get to know other members who are in the course. There is also a money-back guarantee, so if you are at all unsatisfied with your purchase, please, please send me an email at hello at mommylaborers.com for a full refund. There's really no risk to signing up, and I promise you will learn a ton about what's to come when you give birth. As a listener of this podcast, you automatically get 20% off any purchase if you use the code PODCASTLISTENER. I've had tons of moms just like you enter these birth courses and have fabulous, wonderful, 
empowering births because they feel so much more educated about what's to happen. So if you are at all curious about birth education, again, I encourage you to go to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast and use the code podcast listener to save 20%. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.labornurse for more. That is certainly where I am most active. I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast, so I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at mommylabornurse.podcast. As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, newborn stuff, and more at www.mommylabornurse.com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you same time, same place next week.